another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to the Dark Crystal. Minute. And begin all the same big change. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. And now, once more, the world must undergo a time of testing. It is time. Time to return to the castle. There is much to be learned, and you have no time. Hello and welcome to the Dark Crystal Minute. I'm your host, Phil. And I'm Sydney. And today we are, of course, talking about the Dark Crystal. Um, so for those who are new to uh, this, uh, these l- series of little shows um, with the Dark Crystal Minute, um, every episode we go through every minute of the film in detail, uh, have a lot of fun chatting about all the different things that happen within each minute of the Dark Crystal. And so right now, for those of you playing at home, I mean, this is uh, minute 37 that we are up to. Um, so we are watching, um, we've been watching uh, for this one is between minutes 36 to uh, minute 37. Um, so overall in this um, minute is really just the uh, dream fasting um, sort of continues on. And, you know, the, the, yeah, you know, it, it just sort of continues on. We sort of um, get to learn um, about, uh, well, Jen sort of, you know, well, both of their upbringing pretty much, you know, with Jen and Kira, um, Kira with the Podlings, and then Jen with, uh, with the Mystics. We have some really great lines in this part too, especially from Jen. I love when he refers to uh, his master as family, teacher, and friend. I think yes. that is just such a beautiful, like anyone who's ever had a close bond with somebody in their family who's like a mentor, but more than that, you know, somebody who's also kind of their buddy. Like I would think of like my grandma, for example, um, in this. So I just, I love that line where he says he's, he's family teacher and friend. It's so wholesome and sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was like one of the, and, and then I love, um, you know, and following on, you know, Jen says, you know, and I can nearly forget everything that happened, which I guess he's probably talking about the past, you know, about, you know, how his um, parents uh, were killed by the Skeksis. Yeah. So just, you know, sort of, I guess, moving forward, forgetting about all the bad things, I think, you know. He doesn't have any of the memory of um, sort of the genocide and, and being taken from his parents in the same way that Kira has those memories. We talked a little bit last time about how a huge difference between Jen and Kira's characters is that Kira still retains those memories of her trauma. She remembers the, that traumatic event. And so she kind of, she carries that weight, um, with her and, Jen has kind of gone the way of the mystic and continue moving forward and not dwelling in the past and not getting involved in the, you know, figuring out the whys and the, and the hows, but just focusing on moving ahead and the now staying present, um, learning, constantly learning. Like we see in, in the sort of montage and the interweaving of what their upbringings were like and Kira's was very like I learned how to speak with all the living things I learned the names of all the flowers and all the plants and how to speak with every living thing and then Jen was very much like 
he learned all the yeah, yeah. book learning <laughs> and like ph- philosophy and math and reading and learning about words that stay and um and all around me the shapes of kindness learning the shapes yes, of yeah. kindness oh yeah absolutely yeah line. and yeah like i love like curious line you know she says you know i can go free and talk with flowers and all all the living things i mean of course we do you know see her being able to talk to all living things um pretty much i mean with the animals but you know i think you know she does have more of the gift you know yeah with all the living things and i mean i was even i'm you know it's one of those things you know watching these films so many times like oh wait she can talk to flowers which i thought that's a really um interesting thing because i don't think we've seen that i don't i don't think there was any scenes that saw her demonstrating her ability to talk with flowers or um or same with um dark crystal age resistance and that just made me thought that that just made me thought about you know whether there could be um you know if we saw more dark crystal stories there could be some plot line about you know yeah these gelflings they can talk to flowers and they can do i don't yeah yeah so it's just one of those things yeah the closest thing i can think is sort of like i think about deet and how she you know it's sort of her job when we meet her at the beginning of age of resistance um you know that commuting with all yes, the yeah. all the creatures and like the the flowers that the sanctuary yeah um and she touches you know yeah you see that the that thra you know and she's even connected with like the breath of thra like sort of in that grotten culture they're they are literally in they're within thra they're underground they're with all the roots and the plants and um so i think we see like sort of hints of that we're sort of reminded like oh this might be something that's left over in kira but then also remember kira is not raised by gelfling culture she's raised by podlings and we learn that the podlings are sort of plant people and i mean they're they're essentially little potato guys and they live in the ground with with the plants as well so i'm sure that there's a good chunk of of that you know conversing with the wildlife and the plants that that comes directly from how podlings interact in their society and uh but yeah i think in age of resistance we see you know how they all the different gelfling cultures have their special relationships with their trees um and uh of course in the in jm lee's books the the dream etching on the petals of the of the the flowers from the trees and like sending them you know sending messages through um, through the flower petals that get carried through to send their message to all the other Gelfling. Um, so I think there's hints of that. I, I imagine that it's it's aspects of that leftover combined with what sort of podling culture. Because um, podlings are kind of like little hippies in a way. <laughs> like yeah, they, yes. Um, you could yes, <laughs> definitely say that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and they just party and, and talk to nature and they, they chill and they just, they try not to get involved they're just helpful little dudes yeah Um, it's their way or the highway (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're like a bunch of little little bob dylans (laughs) (laughs) chilling playing their jams having their having their drinks and um you know what's important is the the earth that they live in and so it makes sense that kira would retain that but again it also raises the question of like you know how much you know kira does sort of retain a little bit of gelfling uh, culture and knowledge is that just from the little bits and pieces she remembers from her being a tiny baby and you know when her mother put her in the tree and did she retain anything at that point or did the podlings 
were they familiar at all with any of Gelfling culture? So would they have taught her like the the ultimate question of like why does she speak English? I mean, not it's not called English, obviously, but why does she speak the common tongue? Why does she speak the Gelfling language if she was raised by podlings? Um, you know, she knows how to speak the language of plants and animals and podling, obviously, but where would she have learned how to converse with Gelfling? Yeah, so, but that, that, and it is really interesting that she's able to learn to speak Gelfling, but she never learned how to read mm-hmm. Gelfling. So it's, it raises so yeah. many questions about the podling <laughs> culture, why, you know, the podlings probably remember a lot of, um, you know, there, there may have been some podlings in her sort of camp, in her little podling tribe who, retained you know knew enough how to speak to the gelfling if they were old enough to remember living amongst them conversing with them maybe you know uncle hup was present at some point and you know had taught her a few things and it would kind of make sense that there might be some podlings who knew how to speak but not necessarily read like they wouldn't have had a reason to know how to read they would Mm. just know how to speak it and um it yeah we know that um Kira's first language is podling and it's not her instinct to start speaking any other language, but then she figures it out when, as soon as Jen says, you know, that we're going back a minute, but when Jen says you gelfling like me, she immediately knows, oh, I know how to speak like you do. Um, and then continues to speak flu- fluently throughout the, um, the dream fast. And we're seeing little bits of, you know, at this stage in this minute, we're seeing some of her upbringing with the podlings and maybe some of that learning how to speak with all living things that includes the gelfling language in case she happens to ever find another one you know she grows up thinking she's the only one but again she has no real evidence that she's the only one in the whole entire world like there maybe she always had the inkling you know because they do say at the end of the dream fast they you know they love them all they love the people who raised them but they always hope to find somebody like them. They need to find somebody like them. So I think um, it's possible that Kira, maybe she, it was important to her to learn the Gelfling language just in case her dream comes true and she finds somebody like her. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like the common thing well, throughout the scene was like at the end, they're both saying, I need to find. And I think, you know, of course that's a, lingers on to you know i need to find you know you their own people like <laughs> yep. their own gelfling i need to find you yeah yeah <laughs> um which i thought that was really um a neat way to sort of end this scene um but even like you know throughout this scene i think one of my favorites is um i definitely love um the shot with jen and and i i'm i'm certain that's his master in the background and um with jen you know learning how to count you know with that yeah, counting on the um, abacus um the abacus, yes, yeah, and I love the use of not only circles but the, the triangles as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's not dark crystal without triangles. No, no, exactly. Yeah, 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 and um, yeah, just just love that little piece. It just yeah brings me back to my childhood, you know, um, you know, learning how to count and all that kind of stuff. So um. <laughs> I don't know about in Australia, but also in uh, in the U.S. at a lot of like doctors' offices and dentist offices when it, when it's for kids, they have in the waiting room these like these toys that kind of look like abacus that where it's like all these long twisty like it looks like a little miniature roller coaster with all the little wires and like the little beads on them and you move the you move the beads along kind of like an abacus but like a wacky looking abacus and it's you know meant to just entertain the kids while they're waiting to go see the doctor but 
that's when yes, I was yeah. when I was a kid. Obviously, when I was really little, and I first saw the movie, and I didn't know what an abacus was. But I that's the first thing I was like, oh, it's like the things at the dentist's office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. For me, it might have been either in, um, in primary school, um, or it might have been um, when because um, growing up, I, I used to have a um, difficulty with speech, um, and I'd actually go to see a speech therapist um, every week um, in the early years of you know prim- you know. You know from the ages of uh i don't know probably three i think probably around three all the way up till um the start of high school so it was like you know say about like six or seven years um and so i definitely remember i think that might have been like in a speech therapist room um because i always had always had trouble at like pronouncing words um as a kid or um, that sort of thing. So that's sort of like, you know, okay, you know, that, that brings me back, um, quite a bit. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So as you're watching this, this montage of sort of Jen learning from his master, it's, you know, it does kind of, is very similar to, um, you know, going to something like, like speech therapy and, um, cause my, my younger brother had a very, very similar experience. He was in speech therapy for most of his early, early childhood. And I accompanied him a lot of the time, um, because uh, a lot of his progress was helped by my constantly talking to him because I was only five years older than him. So um, so yes, I went yeah. with him for a lot of things. And yeah, I definitely do see kind of parallels, especially if you have a, a, like a really good relationship with your mentors and your teachers. Um, I think anybody who has, a, has had a good mentor relationship in their life, when they see this dream fast, there's just this, this entire just being taught by mentors who are loving and compassionate is something that Jen and Kira both have in common that we see this common theme throughout this dream fast of like even though they they're not among their own people they are still brought up in environments of love and kindness and compassion and learning they're they're constantly learning something and that's i think you know that's a, a message that is really important in the dark crystal in general is that even when things are dark so to speak um there is always knowledge to be found there's always um something to to find to grow from and to learn and to keep moving forward in some way to find hope and hope and knowledge and learning are intertwined and kindness and learning are intertwined so yeah jen and kira definitely illustrate that in this dream fast and then the, the whole, uh, just the, the symbolism of the fact that they share these things by holding hands as well. There's so much to be said about that. and Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. And yeah, just the, the love and kindness, you know. Yeah, the um, shapes of kindness. Know, for, for the world. The shapes of kindness, yeah. I'm like, like that would be kind of, that would be an interesting um, teaching from the mystics. Like, what is the shapes of kindness? It's like, is it, you know, certain shapes, you know, that, you know, the, the, whether it's like the circle means love or like the triangle means, I don't know, harshness because of the sharp edges. Or I don't know, like, yeah, I'm just like, I would, yeah, I would love to know what, um, what, what the shapes of kindness is, but it's such a great, it's such a great line of dialogue. Like, you know, it's like, it, it, like it can, like, it makes sense in the world of Thra. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I actually love, I, I do love that, um, uh, yeah, that that bit of 
that bit of dialogue so yeah yeah and 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 i guess that's a cool thing you know that you know from this dream fasting scene especially with jen like he's talking about you know he shows me numbers and things called words and the whole thing about words that does come into place much later on in the film um so i like that it's sort of oh you know it's um don't know at the time but you know when you watch it multiple times it's like oh that was a nice sort of little hint um of his um of his character yeah, the fact that he knows what words are and knows how to read is definitely going to come into play in a major way later um and that that is like actually a good point like throughout their adventure we see jen and kira utilize the things that they learned as children what we see in this dream fast we see them utilize those things later in the film it's um we see jen put his knowledge to the test when they come across the ruins um and then kira of course we see her utilize her skills of being able to talk to the animals and the the life of thra well for we see that immediately um well, as she's yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, gonna yeah. pull throughout the film with kira yeah. yeah she does a lot of you know talking to the yeah, animals but yeah. then later you know at the climax of the film it, it happens as well there's you know when she yes yeah in the in the scientist lab um so it's it's nothing is uh thrown away in the dark crystal there's nothing that's just like a, a detail that doesn't matter <laughs> there's nothing written yeah, in it that's yeah, just like eh. <laughs> yeah i know everything matters in the dark crystal yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all connected somehow it comes back eventually there's something there to be explored in every single minute yeah and even like um even for example like in this minute like there are moments where you do hear um a bit of dialogue that's actually hard to hear so when you know when you hear jen talking you do hear kira's voice in the background and vice versa if you hear kira's main voice then you hear jen's in the background and um it's one of those things where i i try to listen to it so many times and um and it was just you know it's one of those things i was like i really wish i would like to know like what jen was saying in that background then and what Kira was saying in the background um you know whether there was something like probably probably not really important dialogue but it would just be kind of cool to see what they were speaking you know at that time um so it's one of those things like I, I wish I could get the you know if we had the original sort of audio you know files or whatever well, you know when you look like, at the script ah, to too <laughs> a lot of it is written in the script mm. as well I believe it's um well, that, the that was the thing. Like, I actually went through darkcrystal.com and I they do have their script, um, which I did say is a post-production script, actually. Um, but but I'm very certain that there, there is, like, lines of dialogue that wasn't in the in the script. So that's why I'm, like, trying to... Yeah, I've been trying to listen to this minute and, and all I can get was something Kira saying something about the podlings before... She said, you know, I love them all, except I need to find. Yeah, so it's just one of those things I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, I'd love to know, like, if I was to get in, you know, into the, the edit of, of, yeah. of the film. Isolate the audio. Isolate the audio. Just a, just a really, yeah, yeah. So, um, but that's, you know, the nerdiness in, in me, you know. That would also <laughs> be a great thing that to, <laughs> to, ask the, uh, to ask the voice actors about as well, if, you know, to if you were ever to have a chat with with Stephen Garlic or or with um, Lisa Lisa Maxwell to just discuss that like do you remember any of those you know how much of that was just ad libbing not in the script you know because 
the dream fast is just like this inner intertwined stream of consciousness and sometimes Jen's in the forefront sometimes Kira's in the forefront but there's always kind of this muttering stream of consciousness happening in the background and how much of that was just their own personal ad-libbing um so that would definitely be great to ask them about yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah I, I think yeah that would be yeah hopefully we'll be able to have them on in the future episode of um of trial by stone that's for sure and um I guess, you know, moving on from the dream fasting, um, you know, of course it, it, it all lands and, you know, Jen is like sinking down on the mud and um, that's when you see, um, again, showing, you know, the example of Kira using her voice um, to bring to bring Jen up. And, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah <Avira>. <laughs> So that <laughs> sound, funny story, I... Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I have a cat named Kira. And uh, she learned her name very, very fast. Like, we got her as a, as a baby, figured out pretty quickly we were naming her Kira. And she learned her name really fast. So whenever I put this movie on, um, when Jen first says, Kira, watch out, she, like, perks up and she, like, hears her name and she comes into the room. But especially this part in particular when she calls the Nebri and she goes, Amiga! I use that sound to call Kira all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> like my cat. Like I, I do that often when I'm just talking to her. Yeah. And so she knows that sound. So if I'm watching the Dark Crystal and she hasn't come into the room yet, she 100% <laughs> will come into the room when Kira goes, up yeah. and calls the memory <laughs> because I decided to teach her that. Wow. Um, that because awesome. I'm just yeah. that nerdy about this film that I yeah. needed my cat to know the lines in the movie. So now she loves the movie because she recognizes the sounds that, oh, mom's calling me. It's yeah. <laughs> comes yeah. running into the room <laughs> I know, but yeah. in this case uh kira's using it to call the nebri yes yeah to, to raise up help yeah. lift jen so no, it was I like yeah. how she says don't move and he goes move don't move where would i go, go. like yeah. he gives her a little attitude <laughs> yeah exactly and i just love i mean fizz giggy's always you know a little whimpering i like you know how he's hiding behind um kira towards the end of that minute so um yeah so which i think we get another little fun moment with um with fizzkick in the next minute um that's for sure so um yeah so i think that probably um wraps up um i guess for this minute or this episode of the dark crystal minute with um minute 37 again thank you so much and yeah stay tuned for more the dark crystal minute If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. Follow us on Instagram at darkcrystalpodcast and on Twitter at darkcrystalpod. Thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.